confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's going on, guys? Your boy, Ike Feldman, is here for another pre-recorded episode of the Octagon. I know I'll get back to the live stuff. I know you guys like the live stuff. Leave me a voicemail. I will replay it. 646-820-9848. Again, 646-820-9848. I will replay the voicemail if you guys sound fairly decent. But on this episode, your boy, Ike Feldman, is being joined by none other than Eli Evangelista, Eli AB, Eliab MMA on Instagram. He's a Flex Fight Series 22 winner from this past weekend. He is also a member from one of the most prestigious gyms in the world, Henzo Gracie in Manhattan. He also won this past weekend the ISKA Bantamweight title. Here is my pretty quick conversation with Eli. Enjoy. Did you hydrate? Good. Get ready for another round inside the Octagon. What's up, everybody? Your boy, the fight fan of all fight fans, is here. Ike freaking Feldman here with another fantastic Flex Fight Series guest. I spoke with Darren Lamantia last week, who went into the fight, got the job done. Now, somebody else on that card, Flex Fight Series 22, who went in there, got the job done. Now, post-fight week, he says he's bulking up. We'll talk about that more. Eli Evangelista, at Eliab, E-L-I-A-B, MMA on Instagram. He is a team Henzo Gracie fighter. He is now the newest ISKA, I-S-K-A, bantamweight champion. Eli, my brother, what's up, dude? What's up, man? 
I'm doing good, man. Uh, you gotta be on cloud nine still. Is that correct? Uh, you know, um, actually I've done it so many times. It all just feels normal at this point. Wow. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Where does that confidence come from? Uh, from losing so much as a kid. <laughs> In terms of what? Is this like a hopscotch? Is it tic-tac-toe? What no, type it's, of losses? It's like everything I did. If I was in a soccer team, I, I usually the soccer team would lose. Uh, when I started jiu-jitsu as a little kid, like, you know, just that, like, I lost, like, every competition. I got a lot of second-place trophies, but that's because it was just two of us in the division. Uh, when I started wrestling in high school, <laughs> I lost, like, the first 12 matches, you know, so I lost a lot. So now it just doesn't bother me anymore. So it was that part of the character building, like, that you can only go up, basically? Yeah, man, I guess so, you know, and, like, I have like immigrant parents, so everything like what was taken so seriously, even like in in kids sports. So then, like when I grew up, I was like, I, I want to do it. I want to continue doing it, but I don't really want to take it as serious. Which is why it seems like I'm always having fun in there because I, I am. Wow! Yeah, my my father's uh, an immigrant parent, uh, not my mother. Uh, he's from Israel. It was the opposite. He goes, "Why are you wasting your time with this?" He goes, "Get a job." I'm like, "I'm 14." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, so your parents, uh, uh, what country do they hail from? Well, Brazilian. Oh, my God. You got Brazilian blood in like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu capital uh, yeah, in the cool. United States at, at minimum uh, in, in Henzo Gracie in the Manhattan facility. Uh, amazing, man. So was it just like like already written in stone that you saw Jose, you saw Anderson, uh, the Noguera um, brothers, Shogun, Leoto, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is just, it's my no, Not really, man. It's like, um, if, I remember the first fight I ever watched in MMA fight was Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort. So it was just two Brazilians beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so in my head at that point, like, Brazil, like fighters were all Brazilian. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, these, you know, so, but I never, it was never something that like came to my head. I was, I was fat as a kid. So like to me, it was never like, you know, something I was going to do. Right. But then, um, I just got into it later in life, but what? yeah, it's just, it just that kind of happened. I mean, I, I ended up here at the Academy because uh, my dad is Henzo's barber and then that just kind of <laughs> all worked out well. So there's no excuse why you'll ever have a hair out of place, correct? That's correct. But like anyone will tell you, the only time I usually have a haircut is when I have a fight. Besides then I'm looking like a caveman most of the time. I like it. I like it. It, it kind of like puts you in a certain mindset. Maybe it seals it at home. I've seen, uh, many a times that fighters they'll look like uh they're, they're begging for money but and then you're like oh hey yeah i didn't i didn't recognize you you're like oh oh come in okay. let, my dad refuses to let me fight without a haircut he says i'll make him look bad especially <laughs> because he is one of my sponsors so he said there's no way i'm fighting without a haircut ever and you did not look bad at all this past saturday man uh i, I texted your manager michael kim uh watching your performance it was just you were just from the, the beautiful entrance, man, just like the flow. I think you like captivated the entire venue with your energy. Like you, you turned huh. everything over. It was a very interesting song. Uh, I believe you said it was Minnesota. And that uh, obviously uh, uh, behind the curtain, folks, I'm editing. Uh, we just introed uh, Eli with the Minnesota song. But um, <laughs> this is uh, it, it was beautiful, man. The, the performance, the walkout and uh, of course, the, the bright smile. Uh, take me through uh, Saturday night. Um, let's see. Uh, we got there to the venue. It was around six thirty. Only okay, fought a at little like, fast forward. I'm hitting the fast forward. <laughs> a little fought at like twelve. 
right? So that was like the one thing to start. We were there for a while. But man, it's, you know, like I said, at this point, everything is uh, feels a little normal, right? So we're back there. Um, uh, I, I get no nerves, like zero. Like, you know, it uh, feels like another day. I get more nerves when I'm, I have to spar the guys from here. You know, when I have to spar my teammates, like you got Yorok, like, you know, kicks me in the head every day. You know, um, yeah, so really there's no nerves going in. And that started about like two years ago, probably, where I just like felt nothing when I go in there. And uh, it's just fun, bro. You know, I get there, I get to walk out, I get to, you know, play a song that puts me in a happy murder mood, like I told you. <laughs> and then I get in there and I do what we train, you know, the entire time to do. It's like nine minutes to just do what we've been doing for like the last eight weeks, you know. So, yeah, it feels everything feels pretty normal. You seem like you were in the, and again, we're being joined by Eli Evangelista. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, I'm sorry if I mispronounced. Follow him on Instagram, Eliab, E-L-I-A-B-M-M-A on Instagram. It just seemed like you were in the matrix when you were out there. Like everything seemed slowed down. It was at your pace. And then when the opportunity presented itself, you went in for the kill and it was beautiful, man. Is that if you could take us behind the scenes at the uh, Henzo Gracie Academy, is that how the sparring sessions go? You're just very relaxed or is yeah, it just... like every, every time we don't try to kill each other. We have fun. We try to do we, we try as much stupid shit as possible. And if we get hit for it, it get hit for it. And if it works, it works. And then we play off that, you know. But um, widely, we're very like we're tacticians here, man. You know, like um, before I even touch you, I'm going to make you tired already. I'm going to faint my way. I'm going to step in and out, make you strike when you don't want to strike. If you're going to have to have a very uncomfortable time. And I'm going to ask you if you're having fun. But I know you're not having fun. <laughs> Amazing. Do you do you have like one of the best gas tanks you've ever been around? Like whether it's uh, rolling on the mats or whether it's sparring? Yeah, like the explanation I got for it uh, from one of my like old coaches is uh, he said I have uh, he said I have fat boy lungs. So he said that I shrank down, but my lungs <laughs> stayed expanded. So I'll take that. I mean, it's it's proven to be true so far. You know what? That might be a real thing. I, I used to be 200 plus in high school, big old boy playing football and then uh, just lost about 50, 60 pounds and uh, yeah, maybe it's a thing. Maybe we could sing opera if we wanted, but I, I have pretty good cardio when it comes to like, yeah, I don't know, but the exercise. gas tank stays around. I respect it. I respect it. You know what else stays around, right? The fat. No, no, we'll just, we're moving anyway. on. Eli, yeah. it's a privilege to be training where you are, man. It, it's really like sure. uh, a headquarter for jujitsu uh, for the US, potentially the world. You obviously had the Dan, uh, Dan death squad, but I have no doubt the next wave or the next instructor is going to pop out. It's just, it's like a think tank in that Academy. It's just, when you walk in, there's something like it built into the walls, like the spirit about it. Um, how much is it, uh, a privilege to be training with the team that you are? Bro, it's, it's, it's the biggest privilege. Like you said, uh, with Danaher, right. And, um, like I got to train with him for, for a few years before he went to Texas. And uh, and of course, like having John leave sucked, right? But then we forget about the other instructors that I have here that weren't getting the shine that are incredible as well. Why? Because all these guys have like all trained together. You know, it wasn't like um John and then everybody else. No, these guys are all trained together. They all have the same knowledge, you know. And uh so like even after he left, it's not like uh the level went down at all. 
you know, we're, we all still, again, the instructors carry the same knowledge, the same skill sets, the same teaching ability. So the team was, even afterwards, just, it all stays steady, man. It all stays steady. I respect it. Um, and I'm sorry if I missed it. Uh, did you receive your black belt yet? No, I'm a purple belt. I, when I got you... a purple belt in like 20, what, 2020, bro? Before John left? Yeah, I got it from John right before he left in 2020. And do you uh, try to like level up in between camps? Will you jump in to gi or no gi class? Uh, like um... So like the whole, the whole thing with like training camp, right? Like you know, everyone has like this big thing uh, we call training camp. We don't really do that here. Our training camp is, um, it just means we're going to kind of increase the intensity of the training, but we're training about just as intense all year round. That's like why like we can I can jump into fight next week. Might not make 135 next week, but like I'll jump in there to fight because we're always we're always ready, you know. And uh what are your goals for the, the rest of the year? Do, do you want to fight two more times, one more time? Uh, uh probably you, fight two you got more times. Yeah, I mean uh that was the last amateur, so it's pro now. Woo! Uh, so we're gonna get two pro fights in this year, hopefully. Wow. Are you looking at uh ROC? CFFC is Mr. Mike Kim of Wolf Sports. Uh, Sports is he? Is he? I let I let Mikey Kim take care of that stuff, man. Okay. Amazing, man. And uh, it, real quickly, I'll cut this up and I'll send it to Mike, and he'll be so happy. Um, how is it working with Mr. Kim? No, well, Mike's the best, bro. You know, it's like um, he's whatever I, I need from him, he's always, he always lets me know that he's there, you know, and like, I, I try not to bother Mike as much as, as I can, you know, if I don't really need something, I'm not going to bother him, but I know that he's always there, you know, and like now, since we are going pro, I know that he's going to just put in as much work as, as possible to get me the best fights. Cause I see him doing, doing it with my teammates and other guys that he works with. Like, I know that um, Mike is fantastic. Right. So th of course there's all these big management companies and other management companies that have reached out, but like, I don't care. I'm very like a uh, very personal person. You know, if like I don't know you, I'm not gonna let you manage me. I don't know who the fuck you are. Are you gonna manage me? You know, Mike knows me. Mike's been here since I was, you know, 20 years old. I'm 23 now, so I've known Mike for for a while. You know, so I prefer that over big name any day because it only takes time to be a big name, and that's gonna happen very soon for Mike Kim. It's true, man. He is uh he's a manager's manager. I, I know uh uh ali abdelaziz trained on the mats i believe henzo's as well um yeah. but uh, you you can't knock it you like you have to respect it that uh mike is paying everybody to get his brown belt no, i'm just kidding you have to respect it that mike is Probably. just grind <laughs> mike is grinding away uh on the same mats that you guys are training to go to battle uh, really, i respect it as well he trains with like the he does the 430. They have like a rolling class and then like AM regular class. No, 430 p.m. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like comes in the morning. I, I don't blame him. That's early. <laughs> I don't blame anybody. I remember a friend texted me when I was living in Brooklyn. He's like, You want to meet me at the 6 a.m.? I was like, uh <laughs> that's insane. Um, uh I'm I'm not feeling good, man. I'm not feeling good. But that that is beastly. Again, we're being joined by Eli Evangelista at E L I A B M M A on Instagram. He's a very uh, enthusiastic uh, and exuberant spirit about him. Uh, he talks the talk, he walks the walk, but he carries himself with a, a, an amazing smile. I, I think it's a million dollar smile, man. And I'm yeah, glad to get you that, on. Bro. Uh, right before you turn pro, I'm glad I get you now because in, in 10 fights, you're going to be like, what? Who? Nah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, is that uh, as you said earlier, is it the because the just maybe people around you are so serious that it's like to pull the Joker line, like why so serious, and you're just enjoying the process and everything you do. Um, you want to know like the real like because so all that stuff right that I told you about you losing as a kid that all plays a part, but like okay. what really like changed it. Because if you look at any fight I had up until 2020, which was like uh, right before the pandemic, I tried to take in that like serious mood. So what happened is um, I was 21, made great friends, and they told me to take mushrooms. I took mushrooms and I realized <laughs> this ain't really that serious. And Amazing. I realized also like, yeah, I'm like, I have a fucking good team and I'm pretty fucking good. So we're just going to go in there and have fun. And uh, so, yeah, it was the mushroom gods, bro. So that's real. Like uh, I listen real to as fuck, man. Rogan a lot. He's like, you yeah, see, bro. like different dimensions of what's in front of your face. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty real. Like you just see like everything that happened to you, and like everything like um happens. I've seen like everything I've gone through. My parents have gone through, right? And then it's like everyone takes fighting so seriously, and it's just like we're half naked in a cage, beating the <laughs> shit out of each other, bro, with drunk people <laughs> cheering for us in the audience. It ain't that. It ain't that serious. You feel me? It's just supposed to be a good time. And that's what I take in there every time. Wow. It's funny because that's uh that's kind of the gear shift that uh I don't know if you heard uh Corey Sanhagen on Rogan. He said he was going in against uh Marlon Marias and against Frankie Edgar, like with this war and rage mentality. And then he had to change it post Aljo loss, and then he had to change it again post Dillashaw and Jan loss. And he said, Man, I prepare so hard. Uh, I do so much around the fight. Why can't I just enjoy the moment? And now he says he's just like playing a video game with himself. He's not going in there like life or death. And I respect it, especially if the results are matching it. And your results yeah. are matching as well, man. You, you are in the flow, in the zone. Uh, was that your best performance? I mean, I don't know. Um, like there's there's a lot that like I wanted to do that I didn't do because what I was doing was working pretty perfectly. So I changed the recipe if it, if you know if it's working, right? But um, I mean every time you guys see me, like every time you guys see me fight, it's not the same fight ever. It's a different style. It's a different stance. It's a different game plan. I will I I am impossible to study because I will never fight the same. You understand? It's like, you know, we're not meant to like just be linear. It's just supposed to be up and down. Like everything is supposed to be different. You know, this one, I was more upright, more high guard, just walking forward. My last one, I was slick, hands down, you know, throwing combinations to the wind. The one before that, I was just grapple heavy, you know, back and forth. Every fight will be very different. And, and is this because uh, what you're studying or just like what you feel as soon as you your feet touch the canvas? A little bit of both, right? I study my opponents like crazy, right? Like, um, and especially kids like Stan, if he, if you don't study him, he's going to head kick you several times, you know, because he does it right off his, his hand strikes. He's very fast, real explosive with those kicks. But also like, I, I don't just study my opponents. I, I study myself and I study other fighters like all the time. If I'm not, if I'm not here training, I'm at home smoking weed, watching fights, bro. You know, <laughs> I, respect it do you do you have any go-to movie like i don't know so my brothers like to get creeped out when they're a little uh toasty like uh or you watch the the superheroes or a joker movie do you like when, to uh, watch comedies high? yeah i watch cartoons bro that's my shit. okay rick and morty rick and morty sometimes i like to watch like like um 
cartoons that aren't like uh that you don't have to think right so it's like like regular show like regular show is my shit it's like 11 minute episodes but when you're high they feel like they're an hour (laughs) and it usually makes no sense anything that's going on it's not a linear story you don't have to keep track of what's going on it's just a bunch of idiots in a called regular show it's called regular show that's it's amazing (laughs) even the name is funny have you ever seen uh aqua teen hunger force no i have like seen like the cover and stuff but i've never watched the show check it out i I think you'll like it it's a long no more than like 14 minutes it is very short and it's ridiculous Uh, i'm gonna check that out then i think you really like it um my last thing uh, again thank you for the time um before the interview you mentioned that you hate Jews and I no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, everybody. Um, before the interview, you mentioned that uh, you, you also work at the gym. Yes. And uh, I mentioned to you that uh, the person that I interviewed last week, uh, the fighter, Darren Lamantillo, he's living upstairs, a mutant MMA. You working at the gym, training at the gym is just, I think, a huge reason why you're going to be successful in this sport in this art, in this discipline of fighting. Why, in your mind, will you be successful? And now that you're turning pro, this is the perfect time, I I believe, to lay out for uh, the audience why exactly you are going to be successful in mixed martial arts. I mean, I think it's just because I have fun, man. And it's like I have fun because I have like a great like support system behind me, you know, like my team and everyone that's just around here in general, you know, like, like, shout out to the homies eating salad right here behind me. All right. <laughs> you know, these guys are always with me, bro. You know, like uh, through every step of the way, like every time. And like, that's why, you know, like, uh, again, it's like I told you before, they make sure I don't, I don't stress about shit, you know, especially when I have a fight coming up. And that just lets me be like as relaxed as possible to go into a fight. And I know that not everyone has that privilege, bro. And like, I understand that, you know, and it's just why I'll never take any, anything, any of this for granted ever. I appreciate it. Yeah, just get to have fun and fucking whoop some ass. You are present, man, and you are uh, you are not taking it for granted. I do respect it. Eli Evangelista. I hope I nailed it, at least on the last one. At E-L-I-A-B-M-M-A on Instagram. Eli, I appreciate the time, and I hope we can catch up before your uh, pro fight. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. Man, I'm going to keep testing out my jokes. If they don't work, then I will uh, I'll make sure to never see these guys and people uh, in person because then they will chase me down. I, like I said, I got to make sure my cardio is on point in case I say the wrong, uh, what would it be, off-color joke or something that somebody doesn't like. But we keep it gravy, baby. It's all love. And Eli is full of love. I really appreciate the time. Dude is talented, composed, but most importantly, and what makes him stand out to me in my eyes is his Modelo fighting spirit. No, is his just enthusiasm for the task and the enthusiasm for the mission, the objective. And I really appreciate it. And I think there's a Amazing chance we're seeing Eli fighting in the UFC. So glad I got to speak with him for a couple minutes. 
Also, this past weekend, we had, yeah, my debut on a broad live fight night broadcast desk for Flex, which was also pretty incredible. Pretty awesome to be a part of Flex, growing with the team, learning bit by bit every single event, just diving headfirst and enjoying enjoying everything. Another thing Flex did terrific was put on the Ryan Garcia versus Javante Davis fight. Uh, man, terrific performance by Tank Davis. Really made Ryan Garcia look slow. Everybody believed, I believed, that Ryan Garcia would have the speed advantage. But what did Connor say post UFC 194 against Jose Aldo? Timing beats speed. And I'm just burping up, man, with all these burrito bowls. Timing beats speed. Precision beats power. And that was Tank Davis. Amazing game plan. But also to execute the game plan and not being swallowed up by the moment. Tank Davis is the elite of the elite. I believe it's 28 for 30 knockouts add a body shot to the canvas uh, excuse me to the mantle unbelievable f- performance I don't believe Ryan Garcia's stock goes down at all if any he was young still young when he took this fight what is he 23 24 there's a reason why Floyd and Tank are working together they pick Garcia ripe for the picking and really delivered an amazing performance really one of the best performances we saw in boxing and I'm very excited to see the rematch no it won't be an instant rematch I believe we're going to see two or three opponents in between uh, before we get that fight again we're going to see the guys build up their confidence pad their record for Tank, very hard situation because where do you go from there? You, you seem like you're knocking on the door of elite fight after elite fight, whether that's Lomachenko, Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosis, Devin Haney. It, it It's really hard to see him going backwards, but I would not be surprised if he takes a Tier 2 fight to just kind of cool the Jets, recuperate, or he just does every 8, 9, 12 months just these mega, mega fights is the next one Devin Haney? Maybe. That would be terrific. Or Lomachenko, whoever wins that fight. Uh, Shakur Stevenson. Just so many options at the the lightweight division. Guys who fight from 130 to 140. Just so many options. For Garcia, you will 100% see him take a step back and fight three or two or three tier two guys uh, in the coming 18 months, 24 months. I believe the rematch will happen in 2025. And I think it will be just uh, an even bigger fight. I don't think we lost much stock from either of the fighters uh, for what this fight meant, what the buildup was, what the draw was, the attention that was brought to it. And, of course, uh, it was an off night for Garcia. As I said, just young, impatient, and just... Needs to be directed in the right way. You hope Oscar De La Hoya steps down from management to really be boots on the ground with Ryan Garcia. 
I think that's the difference. Uh, Floyd is boots on the ground. He's still sparring, lives a clean life, in phenomenal shape, still making money with his body. That's the difference between Floyd Mayweather as an overseer and Oscar De La Hoya as an overseer. So terrific fight, terrific fight. Very excited for what the future holds of boxing. Boxing is hot, man. Boxing is back. Make sure you guys follow, whether that's Brian Campbell, Dan Canobio, all the great boxing analysts and, and media members. Um, I am uh, very excited to be really getting uh, into the sport now. It started with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder 2018. He watched here, there. But, man, post-Floyd era, maybe Floyd was like a, a cog in this whole drain, uh, just padding his own record. But now it seems that now that Floyd has passed official fights and now he's just fighting exhibitions, we are in an excellent spot. Uh, Bellator 295 happened. Shout out to James Gonzalez, Nassau's own, excuse me, Suffolk's own, for going the distance on short notice against Aaron Pico, the number three Bellator featherweight fighter. I hope that Bellator rewards him long term with a, a nice contract to keep James busy and. On the right track, the track to stardom and championship status. Sergey Pavlovich got it done against Curtis Blades with the knockout. Blades wanted to box. He got some success, and then he got overconfident, got dropped and finished by Pavlovich. Uh, also on the Bellator 295 card, Rafian Stotts loses to Patchy Mix, who I think moves to 20-1 and one with the fantastic knee that culminated the Bellator Bantamweight Grand Prix. Phenomenal performance by Patchy Mix. Refion Stotts, no doubt about it, will be back. Will be back. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Octagon. Aaron Rodgers is a Jets. Go listen to his press conference. I love you. The Jets love him. Jet fans love him, and hopefully Rodgers will love New York and will be able to handle the New York media. Man, it is a great time to be a New York sports fan. Go Knicks, go Jets, go Mets, go Aljermaine Sterling. Your boy is out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.